The Gershwin Brothers wrote a song called, It Ain't Necessarily So. Today, that phrase applies to the messages we receive over the media, print, broadcast, online, and social. Many of the media messages we receive just aren't true or representative of reality. Many media messages claim church-going should be great entertainment. It ain't necessarily so. Statistics show church-going has been dying out for the last few decades. Therefore, churches have changed the church service to make it more appealing to people. Instead of singing or hearing old hymns and a preacher droning on, they have added multi-sensory stimulation. Rock bands playing religious music and projections on screen using visual effects are common now. They try to entice the digital imaging person, much like Hollywood tries to grab people to watch its productions because of special effects. Many church leaders use the media to tell us that churches must devise even better forms of entertainment to attract people to their services. It ain't necessarily so. The earliest documents that give us the template for the structure of Christ's church is the New Testament. Surprisingly, the idea that church-going should be entertainment is absent from this template. The original record tells us what the initial church did. The earliest writings mention they were devoted or continued steadfastly in four different acts. First, they were devoted to the teaching of the apostles. In the original church, the apostles taught them what they had learned from Jesus directly. Today, that means Christians must listen to competent teachers who use the New Testament as their text. They must study the original documents to find out God's will for them. Second, they were devoted to fellowship. This word in the original language means having in common or sharing. The original record tells us that they shared physical resources with those in need. Not limited to merely sharing money, it means sharing emotional and practical concerns with each other so as to help those in particular needs. Third, they were devoted to breaking of bread. This applies to the Lord's Supper, which is a memorial dedicated to the remembrance of Jesus' death. It was a symbolic reminder that the crucified Jesus rose from his tomb on Sunday. This was the day that the early Christians devoted themselves to meet for the Lord's Supper. And lastly, they were devoted to prayer. It seems that on their Sunday meeting day, the early church especially devoted themselves to prayer. Many media sources tell us that good entertainment is necessary for good church-going. It ain't necessarily so. The concept of church-going as an entertainment is a man-made idea and not part of the original template found in the oldest documents. The earliest records do not mention that they met for entertainment. The New Testament documents indicate the original church was devoted to fellowship that is, seeing that no one was in need, either physically or spiritually. Today, many church groups have business meetings, yearly, quarterly, or even monthly. Usually, this is limited to material concerns, for example, the building and the grounds. 
There is never a mention in the earliest record that a congregation should own a building of its own to be used for meetings. Usually they met in homes or higher dwellings. Yet they still spent time on the business of the church. Rather than the maintenance of a building and the grounds, the business meetings of the early church was concerned about people. It is likely that the original church at their weekly meeting set apart a period of time to discuss methods by which they could help each other in material and spiritual ways. Today, the usual church service has announcements, an opening prayer, a song, perhaps the Lord's Supper, another song, a sermon, and a closing prayer. There's usually no period of time devoted to discussing the needs of each member's family, friends, and workmates. However, it's likely that the original church reserved much time for this endeavor. A good way they may have started was that each member would tell the group about the physical or spiritual needs in their family, among their friends and workmates. These discussions would also include prayer. The early church probably spent much time praying for specific individuals during its meeting. Rather than using vague general terms like bless the poor or help the lost, they mentioned particular people by name. The records show that the early church grew very quickly. Perhaps the reason for that was that the original church meetings placed a greater emphasis on outlook rather than inlook. Maybe the early church did not listen to the apostles' word to merely become learned scholars of the scriptures, an in-looking operation. Instead, perhaps they listened and learned from the scriptures how they could better serve their family, friends, and workmates, an outlooking emphasis. They may have partaken of the Lord's Supper not only for their own benefit, but so that they could understand the necessity of their family, friends, and workmates to avail themselves of the saving grace that Jesus' sacrifice offers. They not only examined themselves, but looked out to others. The original church was devoted to fellowship, not gabbing about shopping, sports, etc. This fellowship included discussions about how to meet the needs of members, families, friends, and workmates. They looked out to help others. And it is possible that the God-made church used the power of prayer to ask the Lord to assist them in helping their family, friends, and workmates. Much like Paul mentioned 29 different people by name in his letter to the church at Rome, they most likely mentioned each member's family, friends, and workmates by name in their prayers to the Lord. Soon certain men changed the God-established template for the church. Church-going changed from mostly functional outlooking to mainly in-looking entertainment. Not many years after the church's beginning, certain men brought musical entertainment into the meetings. Rather than all members singing, they instituted choirs of the best singers, solo performances, and musical instruments so that the members could truly have an entertaining time. As time went on, church-going de-emphasized the fellowship action. Fellowship came to mean in-looking rather than the out-looking pursuits to the point there was no longer an action. Fellowship became just a few minutes talking to friends about world events, gossip, and so on. Time spent in prayer at meetings was reduced significantly as blanket prayers replaced focusing on specific individuals. 
The emphasis of church-going was changed from an out-looking one to an in-looking one. Today, man-made church-going is primarily an entertainment reserved for an in-looking event where members spend little time looking to the needs of others. Media sources tell us that church-going should be primarily an in-looking entertainment. It ain't necessarily so. Outlooking church-going was probably a major reason that the early church grew in such great numbers. Today, the in-looking nature of church-going is a major reason why growth has been reduced significantly. The earliest documents indicate that member entertainment was not part of the original template of the church. Instead of in-looking amusing activities featured in today's church-going, the original church most likely emphasized outlooking actions dedicated to helping others. Church-going should be mostly great entertainment. It ain't necessarily so. This podcast was produced by Stephen Gehrig. Address any comments to my email address, bird-legs at hotmail.com. Bird-legs at hotmail.com. Thank you.